Welcome to Ali Talks, the platform for podcasts and videos to explore spirituality in your daily life. Simple and easy. Join the movement and go to ali.vision. Hello and welcome to our podcast, The Blossoming Unity. We are Dennis and Nicole, and we are here to introduce you and invite you into the conversation about different spiritual perceptions, techniques, and methodologies in order for you to have inspiration for your day-to-day life. Hello, Nicole. Hi, Dennis. This is what we do. Inspiration for the day-to-day life. (laughs) Yes, you have to inspire. You have to inspire. Yeah. I call them brain stars. It's like... Yeah. You know, I found out my why. Ooh. Transformation. Let's, let's speak about it. Transformation. <laughs> Transformation. That's, that's all it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's all. I want to, I, you know, today I, I, I was, I was sitting there and you know, I was like, you know what? This body, this mind, these emotions, these energies, I want to reach the limit that I think or I allow myself to reach and then realize it's limitless. Mm. I want to see yeah. if there is a limit. I want to experience the limitless. I want to see if the, I want to see if it is limitless. I want to see if it is limited. I want to see, I want to experience, I want to transform it all. And it was just uh, took my shirt off, took my shoes off and ran in the cold and just enjoyed the stillness of Everything. Everybody around was like, "Yeah, now he's nuts. Now he's gone." Okay, goodbye. The, it, they were all they were all sleeping, you know. The, the you know, it was just woods. I was just standing in the oh, snow, nice. staring at the woods, and so it was a, nighttime. You were standing outside, half naked. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, you know, if if you shined a light on me, I could have possibly looked like a wolf man. You could, but uh, you know, long hair and a beard. Yeah, shirtless. What was the Almost, name of this? Uh, yeah, Twilight. Twilight? that's so funny yeah you could you look a little bit like one yeah let's not let's not do that i used to get that when i was in high school oh really yeah Uh, they used to call me uh yeah we're not going down that road wolverine (laughs) no that's not from the same series no that's a that's another movie right yeah that's uh that's oh nice yeah okay you did wolf and then transformation yeah i love it yeah absolutely uh it's actually really what the soul wants to do the soul every soul like we all every one of the seven billion people if there are seven billion humans we don't know yet but every one of those humans at least uh the soul comes here to transform and to experience more of what they don't know so mm-hmm. transformation is necessary from a soul point of view but then there's the physical body and the only thing the physical body wants is security and stability <laughs> so that's the human conundrum like the soul wants transformation the body wants stability and not moving at all and then you're like okay let's put them together <laughs> oh see that that that's the thing um for me um it's about uh so with transforming it's transforming beyond security yeah when you ask yourself is this going to transform me or is this something that's going to give me security now if it's coming from a place of security that's coming from a place in the lower chakras which will keep you there transforming you're moving past security security doesn't matter 
You, what, are you, what are you securing? You're going to be able no, to transform. You know that you are secure. You know that there's nothing to you, like the true you, nothing can happen. You don't die. You go, you, you never get sick. You never, like, if you're on that point that you know on a visceral level, <laughs> Dennis always makes fun of me because I say that. <laughs> but, but if you know that on a visceral level, that you cannot die and you are not born and you cannot get sick or you cannot like there nothing happens to you then security is granted and if you know that on a visceral level that means your hormones your glandular system your your top your 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 elements in the body they know that as well because they're secreting security all the time this beautiful thing, find out what you're not and try to find what you are. Therefore, you can use the tools adequately. Yeah. Because if you're trying to use the tool as the tool, you're going to have a bunch of mishap. Well, it's, you know, I, I think it's a process. You know, when I think back of my 25 years or 20 something years of experience in this field, in this personal growth, spiritual awakening. Ugh, I don't like that word, personal growth. Yeah. but, but People it, take things too personal and that's why they get yeah, stuck. Yeah, but that's how it's called in the beginning. So when you, when you, like when you start that, you maybe start to transform your body. You maybe have, I don't know, a constant headache and then you're starting with um uh, traditional chinese medicine and someone's poking you with needles for mm. a year and then you're not having a headache anymore and you're like "Ooh, remember the time when i always had a headache and now i have no headache how amazing is that and then you go on with your life and then you're maybe you're having dysfunctional relationships all the time and for the first time you're going to see a coach i don't know and then you work with a coach for a couple of weeks and then you're like, all of a sudden your relationships start to get better. So you start to understand, oh, I can transform that as well. And then it goes on and on and on. So like the understanding of that you have of transformation, possible transformation in this lifetime, like you can become whoever you want to. And we know that because the, the the it's almost like shape shifting it's almost like i can be a very sexy uh woman which is like uh playing in a certain field of society or i become a highly spiritual nun with a shaved head in, in tibet it's it's my choice you choose and then you pay the price for what you choose so yeah, yeah. We know that we can be whoever we want to be. And people, when they start, they don't know that. They think they are who they think they are. Yeah. First become no one. Yeah. But, or last, depending on the journey. <laughs> but that, 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 that's the thing about like personalities. Like when it comes to like relationships for me, I don't look for a personality at all. Personality is just a collection of all the shit you've been through and that you've like, oh, I like this. I'm going to put that on. Oh, I like this. I'm going to put that on. It's like, I don't, I don't really care about that. That's, that's cool that you wear all that, that glamour. For me, it's more about your presence. When you get rid of the personality, your presence really shines. 
And that presence, I can feel it. I, I can experience it. It's very real. I can experience you walking down the street two miles down the road because your presence is so vibrant. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's the whole thing about the, the personal growth. It's really recognizing that the personality doesn't need to really hold you down. And when you have a personality, in a sense, and you derive your sense of self for it, you just can't take the mask off and it causes issues for you. The problem is you can't take the mask off. That For most people, I know that was my problem. I couldn't take the mask off. And that's what caused all the suffering. So it was like when I realized, oh, I can take the mask off and just be nothingness, like nothing. And that, that, that doesn't even describe it. That's just a word. So words are just bleh. But it, 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 that's when the presence starts being felt and experienced by everything and it's it's yeah give her the personality <laughs> yeah it's I, I i said that i think i said it already before but it's like spirituality has like different kind of steps to it and like step one in 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 in, in spiritual growth or in, in this awakening is like you understand that you can change something like this is like for most of people like oh my god do you know that i did this affirmation and it really it really worked <laughs> i i my thoughts are really do it like th that's what they then they're like okay oh my god this mm. spiritual i want to go and then they're like all of a sudden they understand that there are blocks and then they're like oh it's not working manifestation is not working well, yes, it does, honey. It, there is a block within you stored and you can release that. And then they start to do the shadow work and the past life regressions and the trauma therapy and all of that. And then they're releasing the blocks. They learn how to do that. That's like spirituality 2.0. Then they think like, they're highly, highly uh, enlightened. Most of them, they have this Messiah thing going on. Like, oh, I, I found out that I have to release my blocks and then things work. And then they're telling that to their friends and everybody needs to know then there's like you have to do that but that's also not the thing right mm -hmm. it's you need the you need to understand that your thoughts create and your words create your reality and then you have to understand that there are blocks because of something and then when you release those then the things are coming through and so it's like spirituality three point always like Ooh, I can co-create with the universe and the universe and I were, were good friends and like we're, we're aligned with each other. And it's like, it's a step-by-step -step thing. You cannot skip a step. It's not possible. Like that's a, that, uh, you, you, you just said something and it just, something just came to me mm. when you said it, you said thoughts create your reality and words create your reality. What if it only creates your reality? If as long as you derive your sense of self from it. Yeah, of course, that's the case. Oh, yeah, because yeah. consciousness takes any form. And if you derive your sense of self, which the true essence, we can use the label consciousness. Yeah. Is you and you identify with that form. That's how you're creating your reality. Yes. So a lot of the spirituality is getting still stuck on the form level of it. So the transformation would be going beyond that. I, I notice within a, a lot of yogic um, 
ancient yogis and even modern day yogis when they speak about like words thoughts that the shit doesn't matter like it's just because they've gone beyond that they don't derive their sense of self from the thought and that no longer creates their reality now it's just a tool to be able to help navigate the reality it's even more it's even a little bit more complicated you have to understand that you're the, the capability of the quality of your thoughts mm, yeah. is directly linked to the to your subconscious landscape so when you're living in a subconscious landscape let's say um let's put the world map currently we're having a war in syria since seven years because of oil so let's say someone in their subconscious mind they live in a war zone because of their childhood trauma because of their ancestor trauma because of shit ton of things they live there in a war zone so the quality of the thoughts they're downloading whenever we're blinking we're downloading a thousand thoughts into the subconscious and conscious mind so when you're when you're living in a war zone, the vibration of thoughts that you can download in this war zone are a direct match to the vibration of the war zone that you're living in. But when you're living, let's say, in a monastery in Tibet, I don't know, let's go there. You live in a mon as a monk in, or in northern India, in Amritsar, for example. You live there as a monk and you do prayers every day and mantras every day and so the vibration is a completely different one the the subconscious landscape that you're having is downloading a completely different type of thought totally different in vibration and in real thought mm. and then the person living in re, in in war reality that person has uh, 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 those chakras are vibrating in a certain way so fear patterns and um death patterns and you know like a lot of livelihood things are going on so the body's secreting those hormones and but this is all subconscious you don't you don't have a clue what's going on most of the people don't have a clue what's going on in their body that's why it's so important to to build knowledge around all those things so in the yogic techniques what we say in uh, in kundalini yoga but also in like other yogic sciences is wherever you're you you are situated in subcon in your subconscious mind you need to get away from that and that's what those meditation do. like the addiction meditation that i'm i'm doing this since three years every day the addiction meditation it brings you to a different spot in your subconscious landscape and then you're able to download other thought forms and in the beginning when i was like 25 my my, my i thought that my thoughts were me and with the time with more spaciousness in yourself because there are not so many blocks anymore your your auric field gets the thoughts outside of you so now I, when I'm sitting somewhere, I'm not thinking anymore. I, I, I hear the thoughts like far away. Like, it's like, a, they're there and I know, but I, they're, they're not me. 
and I think for people, it's really, really important to, to understand, like, let's say you're having panic attacks, you're having anxiety disorder, you're having um, fears around anything, like whatever your fear is. That means in your subconscious landscape, you have stored behavior and belief systems and trauma that create those patterns in order for you to download the thoughts of fear and the reality of fear as well. So you have a fearful outside in order for you to understand what's stored in there and how you can change your reality. That's how it works. It could be a simpler way. Could be. Whenever you're feeling fear, recognize that it's a projection of the future of what could happen from a past experience or the fear of a past happening again. Yeah. <clears throat> not erased from the body then. That's why we do certain yogic techniques. But if you're in the midst of it, you recognize that. You recognize you're not the mind and the body. We keep coming back to this every week, Nicole, with the not the mind and not the body. I know with your teachings, it's, it's so, so important with working with the body and, and doing the different. But if you're able to recognize that you're not the body, you're not the mind, and going through that with the body and with the mind, then you're able to elevate from that. Yeah. But first you need to have that, that moment where you recognize that you're not the mind and not the body. Yeah, and that's the problem. When you're triggered, you're not able to think because your thinking happens in your prefrontal cortex. And when you're fearful, you're in your reptilian brain and then your thinking is stopped. The only thing your body wants to do, fight or flight or play death. That's all there is. So you cannot think. That's why people, when they're triggered, they're, they're unable to think. They're able to think again when they're coming a little bit out of the fear pattern. But that's, that's why... That's why trauma therapy is so important. That's why I do that because I, I know how the brain works. This is how the, the, the whole functionality of the brain. And that's why, that's why I hate when people say, you just have to, you just have to think positive and then you, you will be better to someone that is depressed or someone that is, has a panic attack. Oh, come on fuck off. You have no fucking clue how the brain works. You have no clue how anything in the body works and you're giving tips and tricks. Like who the fuck are you? Like what's wrong with those people? It's not how it works. Like when people are triggered, they're in, their functionality is the only thing that works in their brain is the reptilian brain. And you cannot over, over, um, how do you say overplay, overcome that? just by thinking. It's not a habit. It's not through thinking, it's through awareness. Yes, but the awareness is having a high vibration and fear has a low vibration and the low vibration always wins in the, in the first moment. You, the faster you come out of it, I'm totally with you, you know, to come faster out of it, to detach from, the, to, from this associated fear to detach faster. Yes, I'm with you. But it's just not how it works. It's not how things work at the moment in the physical body of human beings. 
And I think it's, it's a difference between people that have, you know, there is different types of fear pattern, the fear disorders. There are many different types of it. And there is a fear disorder where people just think of things and then they're, they're building up fear. That's a completely different story. Then I'm with you. Then I'm like, when they're sitting at home, like, oh, what, what if this happens? And what if that would happen? And what if, you know, if the fear is built up in the mind, I'm totally with you. Then sit there and then you're like, okay, wait a second. I'm just projecting my, the things I experienced in the past into the future. And that's what is building up here in my brain. But the, the physical fear, like real fear, like triggered fear, there's no chance. And also to have to be discerning in what type of fear patterning you're in. It's very important. Mm. And I think most people, that's at least what I see in, in, um, in, in broader society and in, in clients and in all of that, um, people can deal very well with their own thinking patterns and they get out quite quickly because there, there are many good things. There are many good techniques out, you know, having post-its with certain words on it, etc. But, and then they feel really bad when they're triggered and they cannot, they cannot change their trigger. And they, they think, oh, I just have to remember my mantra. Uh, you're happy and whole and complete. Uh, what a bullshit. When you're triggered, it doesn't help. It, it just doesn't. It's not how it works. But yeah, um, it's, it's a, when you're building up your fear you're on your own, then what you say works perfectly. Then dissociating with that. It's not dissociating. It's being there with it. You recognize it. You see it. You're aware of it all. You're aware of the thought as just a thought. And it's not thinking, oh, this is just a thought. It's not using thought to diagnose a thought. It's not using an emotion to diagnose an emotion. It's just being there, observing. Like even that doesn't give it justice. And I've been in those moments where there was a particular situation that happened and the, the triggering happened when it was with one of my children and them getting hurt, that instant natural reaction. And rather than it coming in so powerful as it would before and I would naturally freak out, it was a very subtle me witnessing it mm. the whole time as it arose. So I, I witnessed it the whole time it was in the body with the fear of what was happening around there. But it was no longer the entanglement of fear with the identity. Yeah. And that's where that that's where the the big thing happens is the problem is is the identification with the fear when you're triggered. When you're identified with that fear because you're and it's it's so deeply engraved with the personality because you've created a personality derived from that trauma or fear. Mm. You're you have a whole structure, your foundation is now built, your whole personality is now built on that trauma or fear and you don't recognize it when that occurred because it was so traumatic and painful that now there's layers of identity that's been created and memories and information created from that initial thing and without it being properly recognized you know for what it is 
and then being able to move from that. Now you're trying to release this thing that's built this foundation of the personality. Now you're fighting the personality. So there's that, there's that saying, when you're too busy staring at the shadows, you forget that you're the light. I think someone said something about that. I don't remember who it was, but it was, it was very true. At least in, in my experience, I can say is um, with uh, seeing someone with alcohol, I had a very bad alcohol addiction. I tried to kill myself with alcohol because I was too much of a coward and how I would think of myself too much of a coward and trying to just do it because of the pain that I was feeling inside. But now when I, recognize it for what it is and that I had an entire personality built from that identity of being an alcoholic or not worthy enough or not good enough and all these different things that went along with it. The, the list goes on. Trust me. The awareness, when you're aware enough, it does not matter what anything is. It does not matter what the trauma is, what the fear is, what the pain is, what the pleasure is, what the, any of it. It does not matter. The joy, the happiness, the love, all of it's just words at this point that I'm speaking. None of that matters when you really get with that awareness. You become so aware and conscious that when you recognize that you don't allow any of it to arise because it no longer is derived from who you are. And that's why recognizing the personality is not who you are and that you're able to go beyond that and really just feel that presence into being. It's right here. Always is. Yeah, it's, I think it's really important. Probably I need to explain once in one of our podcasts how, how triggers and the brain functions and how, um, what I mean when I speak of associated memory and dissociated memory, because when you're dissociate, when you're dissociating from your memory, that means your memory is being transformed and is no longer able to trigger you in the future. Like, look, everything that happens to you, everything that happens around you wants to show you something about yourself, about something that is still there in your subconscious landscape stored. You can think of it like when you're having a computer and the computer is um, having a cache, which is like the, the storage place for like when you're going to um, the internet, when you're clicking on your browser, so you, you already click YouTube, that YouTube loads faster, it's stored in your cache. And your body is the same. So when you're, you, what, what happens usually is you go by your day as a child, you go to sleep in the afternoon, you're, you're transforming what you learned in the morning, you go to sleep at night, you transform you what you learned during the day, and you integrate it. And when there is too much stress for your nervous system, not, not obvious stress, just for your specific nervous system, and you cannot transform what you experience through the day, then there is a trauma happening. That's it. That's the definition of trauma. Your nervous system is not able to transform the information perceived into the subconscious landscape, the unconscious. And what that does is it creates behavior patterns, relationship patterns, like a lot of different patterns. That's how it works as a human. 
And this is how karma works as well. So what happens when you're uh, experiencing, I don't know, I just drove by a huge car accident. Like my, I drove with my car and the, there was a frontal crash on my height. So I, I turned around and my physical body released hormones that made me stressed and, you know, and of course I, I recognized it in my body, but I didn't, I know what you mean when you're saying like, you were just being aware that the hormone, that this is floating through your body and then you're not associating with that. But if I would have had trauma stored in my physical body, that was in my cash that was not transformed yet, it would kick in differently. And then you're going back to reptilian brain and then, then the whole thing happens. So it's a very technical, my, my, what I'm saying, um, that this awareness thing won't work for someone that is triggered. That means th the person that is triggered is as old as the person was, when the trauma occurred. So you're not able to, you're not having a functional brain like a 30 year old person when you're 30, but you're having your, the functionality and the knowledge and the, the, the capability of a five-year-old. That's what's happening. Then the awareness, which is held captive in the past of the five-year-old that, I don't know, uh, ran with the bicycle into a car and had an accident, then you are five again. And then you're even, you're in this physical body of a 30 year old male, male um, you, your capability of reaction is a five year old's capability. And that's what's happening. And that's why awareness doesn't bring shit to those people when they're triggered. And I think this is just really important to understand from a technical point of view. There is a certain kind of behavior pattern, a set, a fear set, a, a thought set when you're not triggered. But when you're triggered, it's a completely different story. And most of the people, when, when things are happening to them, they're triggered from their past. And that's why they cannot choose to think differently. They cannot. This is how, how technically, what's happened technically in their body. And I think it's, it's, it's creating a lot of suffering, especially in the spiritual community, because I have a lot of clients which are like, they're not like, I have clients all over the world where people tell me like when they had sessions with me, like, oh, I always thought I'm doing something wrong, you know, that, and then there's this, this, this thing, like I'm, I'm working on myself since 10 years and it's still not better. And I'm just stupid and I'm just unable, you know? There's a lot of that going on in the spiritual community. And also there, there you could dissociate. There you could say, oh yeah, it's just my past memory that is triggering a fear in the future. And I'm just, you know, then there's possible to, to, to get away from that pain or to sit with that pain, as you say, but not when you're triggered. It's just not working like that. Uh, it just gets to a point where the pain just doesn't even arise anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The stress doesn't arise anymore. No, it doesn't arise anymore. It doesn't. And I, I, I'm with you. I, I mean, I, I could teach only that as well. Like I could, I know what you mean. I know what those teachings mean, but I think it doesn't, it doesn't do justice to the people that are 
experiencing the triggered version of the arised emotions and they cannot change when they're in the moment you're talking about someone who's never worked with their awareness at all yes there's no chance oh yeah if they haven't if they haven't embraced any awareness at all and they haven't started anything with that then probably not it would probably have started it's complicated like you're 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 probably an enlightened being already you know i don't want to speak about that but it's very like i just see that um through the spiritual community i see a lot of bullshit going on when it comes to technicality of of how to experience triggers and i cannot like i i think it's so stupid and it, it creates so much suffering within a lot of people and i really don't like that so yeah and i'm with you you said you want to have this say yes challenge again mm-hmm. and i think it's it's a really good point to like saying yes to life each morning every moment every moment yes this is the thing we we say what's good what's bad um and all that when you take away the good and the whole bad thing actually i was in a conversation with a close friend of mine i don't know if i shared this on the last podcast we had but that uh, we we differentiate you know good and bad this is good this is bad this is good this is bad this is preferred this is unpreferred and we shut out so much of life by just throwing a label on it saying well this is unpreferred this is not good this is bad and we have that same thing going on within our minds and in our intellect with saying that's a good thought that's a bad thought that's a good feeling that's a bad feeling we 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 create good and bad guys within our own bodies and minds we're shutting off a portion of ourselves to be experienced when we're putting them in these categories of good and bad within ourselves and then it's being projected out into the world there always has to be a good guy and a bad guy the good guy believes he's the good guy. The bad guy believes he's the good guy. And the good, the bad guy thinks he's a good guy and thinks the good guy's the bad guy. It's, it goes on and on and on. And it's a projection of our mind of thinking something's good, more preferred, or something's bad, and it's not. When you allow yourself to say yes to life, that doesn't mean you, you say yes to this and no to this within your, your thought realm or your emotion realm. You embrace it all and you allow all of it to come into your experience. And then you get to choose how you want to respond, if you need to respond. And that really opens up so much to the experience of life. And when, when you say yes to life, life opens doors that you can't imagine. Life moves for you. But we, we, we like to put little labels on everything and go, you know, this is not preferred. It doesn't matter whether you prefer it now or not. In the moment, if it arises, obviously you can choose whether you want to dance with it or not. But the thing is, is it's stained in your mind. And if it has any, we can, we can bring this back to anything from the past where you may have been triggered in the past, it'll automatically label that because the mind will throw that veil on it, even though it's not it. It's just, okay. So being able to recognize that you don't have to 
run away from life. You yeah, embrace but, it openly. Imagine. Okay. Someone, uh, let's say, let's take a woman this time as an example. A woman was um, sexually abused in her childhood when she was 12 to 16 by an uncle, as an example. So in her, in her vibrational field, there is still the abuse there. So when she says yes to life and yes to everything, what she will attract is more abuse because it's still in her subconscious landscape. She needs to get rid of the shit first. It's not smart. This is how the world works. It's resonance. It's you're attracting what you're vibrating. So yes, I'm with you in the say yes to life thing. I'm totally with you. When, when you're good with your general vibrational existence, when you're still not so good, I would say in a, instead of saying yes to life, I would say yes to a therapist. <laughs> I know I'm annoying today. <laughs> Dennis is starting to sleep because he's annoyed with me. <laughs> well, I'm not annoyed. Is that... Uh... When you have those triggers, and I've, I've had my own triggers, and I said no to life to so many different things. And if I would have said yes, looking back in the situations that I had said no, because of my triggers, because of my pain, then it would have been a completely different life if I would have opened up and said yes. But do you, do you know that it would have been better? No, you don't. Because I do now looking back. In that, in that experience that I was saying no to those things. I was saying no to life for so long. I, I created so much suffering for myself. Yeah, so yeah. much suffering. Saying no to life to so many things because of my fears, because of my past, because of my pain, because I was suffering my memory. I was saying no to everything. Saying no to everything. I was saying no to... I wasn't until I was forced by the universe to open up my mouth. Otherwise, I never would have spoke ever. Ever. I used to create all the time. I made music. I, I danced. I, I, I was so, so for life. And then I started saying no to life. I got in a car accident. We flipped 13 times. And then I started saying no to life because I was petrified and terrified of life. And that resonance was within me. And it brought up everything that I, I felt pain from in the past as well. And that was all sitting there. Unworthy, um, not good enough, uh, all of it. I, I became 280 pounds. Uh, severely unhealthy, alcoholic, uh, hated myself. It, it all was there. It was, I'm literally walking proof of what I'm speaking. This is experience. When you say yes to life, that resonance of the pain that you had in the past, and it, maybe that, that, that particular situation of what you're speaking about could be different in that context. Absolutely. Yeah, but Dennis, you only can say yes to life since you cleansed your subconscious shit you couldn't say yes to life two years ago, but you can do it now because now you cleansed your subconscious landscape and now you're like 
opening up since a year or something. But before it wasn't possible and it was right that it wasn't possible. That's what I'm saying. There is a moment for everything. And yes, say yes to life. Okay, good for us all. Let's do that. What I'm saying is be aware that this energetic game, is ha it has rules to it. And the rule is one very simple rule. It's the rule of attraction. And you're attracting what you are in your conscious landscape. Everybody does that. There is no exception in life. No, no, none at all whatsoever for no one. It's a vibrational game here on this planet. You're vibrating a certain kind of thing and you're attracting exactly what you need. And therefore, yes, I say yes to life every day because I know how my subconscious landscape looks. And that's why I can attract a lot of interesting people. That's why I can like, you know, do all of that. And you too. But I, I'm just saying the energetic existence here on planet earth has a rule set coming with. And I'm not a fan of putting things out that are, yeah, that are just working for a certain type of people. So if you feel called to say yes with Dennis, I think you should do it. <laughs> oh, say yes to yourself. Yeah. That's what this is all about. It's about you transforming you. This isn't about anybody else. This isn't not about nobody else. This life isn't about anybody else. It's right. about me. My experience within me. Yes. It's about me. It's 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 about me. And um I don't say I, I don't say no anymore. I, the, the moment I started saying yes to life was the day and it wasn't an outward yes. I remember precisely, actually. There was a day I was 280 pounds. And I remember I was packing and I had some of my uh, quote unquote skinny clothes. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to throw those out. I'll never, I'll never be skinny. Again. I'll never be healthy again. I'm going to be fat for the rest of my life. That's what I said. The night that I said that, I got an ulcer out of the blue came out of nowhere <clears throat> i didn't eat for two weeks i couldn't drink anything either the pain was absolutely horrible it was from the esophagus going into the stomach right in that lining for the esophagus meeting there or wherever it meets whatever that alignment is right there anytime i tried to eat anything i would pass out from the pain um, I wasn't able to drink anything and we were traveling. I was on the road. So I was driving with no nutrition, no water, no nothing. Eventually about a week and a half in, I ended up going to the hospital so I could get an IV because I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. I kept passing out from pain. And then, uh, I got the, the information that it was actually an ulcer and that's why I was feeling the pain. And then, um, right after that, uh, it was about, uh, I would take honey and this and drink water in this in the, in the ulcer medication that they give you and that's all i had for almost four weeks that's all i could have and then finally i started being able to eat crackers i lost like 30 to 40 pounds within that period at that moment in that time there was a there was a moment when the ulcer finally set in when i was like 
this is the change that I have to open to. Yes. That's when I said yes. Actually, the, the moment I said yes, I didn't say it outwardly. It was when I said I'm going to be fat forever. Yeah. And then after that, the, uh, the neural pathway switched, started eating healthy, changed my complete diet, changed it all. Yeah. It's like not eating for four weeks um, food, like a, a, a solid food changes your whole brain chemistry. I mean, that's proven. You can eat for four weeks. You could, you could do soups for four weeks and you would like the, the brain chemistry changes and then enlightenment is possible. Yeah. I, that's amazing. That's an amazing story. I think that's a proof of concept of what food does to your body. No. And sometimes you like, you know, I had cancer. I had a back operation. I died. I came back. I know exactly what it means when you say, say yes to life. Accept who you are, your uniqueness. Like that's, that's why we do Ellie to tell everyone, be unique. It's your lifestyle. Like do you, it's like, yeah. So just be aware of the rule set. All right, guys, I think we're good for this week. Yeah, say yes. Say yes. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Let us know some comments, what's going on, what do you think? What you Yes, think. and uh, definitely check out Ellie.vision. Yeah. beautiful magazine it is beautifully orchestrated and if you're looking for you know techniques or you know breathing exercises meditation yoga uh, mindfulness check out my dot alley um, nicole's an amazing coach on there and there's many others that are really willing to help transform your life so go check it out dennis is there as well by the way <laughs> um like in the shadows <laughs> yeah Okay. <laughs> Have a great week, guys. Thank you. Lovely having you with us at Ali Talks. Would you like to know more about empowered spirituality, whether in business or for your personal life? Then visit us at Ali.vision or write us an email at contact at Ali.vision.